It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Um, when I asked Tom Luganville who was the second best quarterback in the SEC, he did not mention Mr. Ranch Dressing. <gasps> Stetson Bennett the fourth. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 1059 The Zone. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. Show is powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook. And award-winning dancingrabbitgolf.com schedule plan your stay and play right now this week so play some golf the azaleas of the oaks uh hit the golden moon casino sportsbook and you know philip m's is there um too which is which is awesome and Blake and I look forward to to being there several times this fall to do shows from the Golden Moon Casino Sports and maybe Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. I, wherever they want to put us is fine with with Blake and I. We've done shows from both spots, and I actually love doing the show from the clubhouse at Dancing Rabbit. It's a lot of fun. As long as I can have some mom and M's in front of me while you do the show. There you go. <laughs> Out of Bounds is brought to you by Mississippi Physical Therapy and um, their first responder appreciation event and fun run is this Saturday. Uh, it starts at 7.30 a.m. They uh, partnered with Fleet Feet. Uh, Mississippi Physical Therapy is located in the township. 
And uh, it's a first responder appreciation event and fun run. And uh, jump in now and and be a part of the first responder appreciation event and fun run uh, Saturday morning at 730, brought to you by Mississippi Physical Therapy at the Township. Good morning. Welcome in. Uh, we've got a lot going on. Lane Kiffin today, Mike Leach Tuesday, Jimbo Fisher Thursday. As far as SEC Media Days at the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta, Georgia. And I have not been. I'm actually looking forward to it, Blake. I'm jealous about that part. I don't really care about the Media Days part, but I do want to go to the College Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, they did a wonderful job with it. Spent a lot of money, heck of an investment. Did it right. Our 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 good friend and Mississippian, although I mean technically not a Mississippian, but I think pseudo Mississippian, Archie Manning, was instrumental in getting that building and project done in Atlanta. As head of the College Football Championship Committee or Hall of Fame Committee, he and others kind of took it away from Notre Dame, didn't they? Yeah. So it's very interesting. We you you know we were talking about. I think this was last week. We were talking about Notre Dame and whether or not they even have brand power, right? What's the mystique? Well, they do. Well, that might be, but the mystique and the aura of like Notre Dame football and what's actually left of it, right? We know they they bring eyeballs because of the massive um, alumni base and tie to the Catholic Church and all of those things. But the interesting point was we learned that the College Football Hall of Fame originally in Rutgers, (laughs) New Jersey, and then got moved eventually after a few years because you know. It was in Rutgers, New Jersey, <laughs> and they, they put it in South Bend, Indiana. Which of course. At the, at the time, you could understand why it was in South Bend, Indiana, and yet it was, from the beginning, a failure. They never even came close to getting the amount of people into the building that they thought they would. They only averaged about sixty-five to 70,000 visitors a year. Now they're averaging over 250,000 visitors a year in Atlanta. Um, wow. It's a whole different, whole different ballgame being in, in downtown Atlanta. And they've taken a big advantage of that. And they've been there since 2013. So it coincided with the SEC network and kind of the boom of college football availability, right? So there was more to watch, more to, to consume. We've talked about those numbers up 140% in a 10-year window from 2011 to 2021 in live sports up 140%. So that it all came together at a perfect time. And Archie Manning was a big part of moving it to Atlanta. Yeah, it was a good move. Uh, Atlanta's the right spot, you know, major metropolitan area in the heart of uh, the best place for college football. It's no longer the uh, Rust Belt or Midwest. Yeah, and it's easy to get there. I mean, you can it is. You can go to Atlanta for a lot of different reasons, and you can get there a lot of different ways, and then you can just add in the College Football Hall of Fame as part of your your stop. Right. So I look forward to it. I'm very. I hope you do some pictures and stuff because I'm. I want to see what's going on over there. Yeah, I'll. I'll definitely do that. And um, I can remember when they built it, and we were sitting there with the CEO of it at Turquoise Place. Like you said, I think it was 2013. And now here they they. It's the Chick Fil A. That was why we talked about it because the Chick Fil A yeah. understood very clearly that tying themselves to college football was a genius hey, idea. You know. Good for them, right? They they made an investment and and they wrote a big check and they got the naming rights. That's right. Do you think right. I can probably find a I bet they Chick-fil-A sell, biscuit while, when I'm there on I, Thursday? I was about to say I bet their concessions are Chick-fil-A. I mean yeah. I, I very well imagine. I, I, 
I mean, they will load the press up this week with uh, chicken nugget trays. $69 million facility that they built. 69? 68.5. Today, million, that yeah. would cost you 120. Yeah, it was, remember, it, it was either Atlanta or, or the second bidder or the second biggest bidder. The Dallas? guy who was trying to get it was T. Boone Pickens, Oklahoma State alum and huge donor, but he wanted it in Dallas. That's where he ran his old energy company yeah. before passing away. Yeah, but again, I think as we've, be, again, we continue to find out more and more, there's a reason football resides in the South. It just, you know, it's a, it's a cultural identity. Yeah, it is. It would have been it good is a in cultural da- identity. It would have been good in Dallas, but it just seems like it fits. I mean, when you look at the national titles in the last 22 seasons, it's so overwhelmingly shaded to the SEC, and then slightly southern other teams like Texas and Oklahoma have kind of grabbed one every now and then. Yeah. It's mostly in the south, and, and it's mostly the southeast. That's so true. It belongs in Atlanta. Even Clemson and Florida State yeah. grabbing. Clemson yeah. grabbing two and FSU grabbing one in 2013. That's right. And and so I think... So, I mean, that is all... Yeah, it, it, it makes sense that the College Football Hall of Fame is there. I think, to me, SEC Media Days should stay there. I know there's I the talk about bouncing it around. I agree. You know, outside of taking it to New Orleans, which is a weird part of the footprint, and taking it to like a Miami, which is not technically part of the footprint, where else would you, I mean? There's nowhere else that I would want it. We've talked about the coast and the casino gaming thing that could be down the road, but right. Atlanta to me is just if you if you're going to go, there's so many other things to do. You're not going to be bored there. Sure. You know, no shot at the Winfrey, but <laughs> <laughs> we've upgraded. There's. I mean, Birmingham's a, a wonderful town. Yeah. But it's... Uh, it's not Atlanta. <laughs> you know, you don't do a whole lot. I mean, you just go to dinner and so on. You're right. There's a lot going on in, in Atlanta. So... 94,256 square feet. Good grief. That's the College Football Hall of Fame. 100,000 square feet. That's insane. That is a they, big... They didn't spare anything. I mean, for $70 million, they, they got their money's worth. That's probably not a bad gig, CEO of the Chick-fil-A Hall of Fame. No. no. I'm not saying you don't work and you have to meet numbers and so on, but I would have to believe that's a pretty damn good deal. Yeah, running the college gig. football wing of, C- of Chick-fil-A, so the bowl, like they have the Peach Bowl, and then they have the kickoff classic, which Ole Miss played in last year against Louisville, yeah. and then they have the facility, the Hall of Fame. That's If that's your job to be the Chick-fil-A football guy, that's... <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a pretty good game. And they're in the rotation for the national for the playoffs. Yeah, you're living. And when right. they're not, they do the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. Or yeah, whatever. and you've stamped yourself on even... SEC football for the last twenty plus yeah. years on CBS. It's just Chick Fil A now, right? They dropped the peach. I don't even know at this point. We'll have to check that during the break. Um, the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by RicksProTruck.com. Spray in bedliners and lift kits at Rick's Pro Truck in Flowood. And that's rickspro.truck.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody ready for the uh, SEC championship predictions, Bama and Georgia? Man, you really went out on a limb there. I know. Why don't you have some cones and pick someone with with a little bit of long shot odds? Oh, man. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're right or wrong. Nothing matters, actually, if we're being honest. So you might as well just pick someone fun. (laughs) A&M. I've got (laughs) Kentucky and Arkansas. Yeah. In the SEC title game. You know, Pittman is living right until those guys leave. Until Odom and or Kendall Browse leave as OCDC, and they will eventually. Odom especially. You know, Browse has some roadblocks with his last name and what happened at Baylor. Um, But... Blake, Sam Pittman is, I mean, he's, this is his third year with these guys. Go Hawks. Yes, sir. He's 2-0 against Mike Leach and and 1-1 against Lane Train. And you know what the most important part of it is? He's attractive if you're an offensive or defensive coordinator because he's showing you that he's willing to give you the best talent he can go get and he's willing to let you do what you do. That's true. And for young coaches and for people trying to make a name for themselves, I, do you get you're going to be in the SEC, you've got the opportunity to make upwards of a million million and a half, 2 million as an as a, an assistant at Arkansas. And you're going to work for a guy unlike a Jimbo Fisher, unlike a Nick Saban in a lot of aspects, unlike Joe Moorhead, this Sam Pittman has shown you he's a coach who's going to let you run your stuff. And as long as you're getting results, you're going to be allowed to operate with somewhat a level of autonomy that other coaches don't allow you. Right. That's no, a, yeah, that's I attractive. Think, I, I think, and you're seeing more of that today, by the way. Yeah. Ed Orgeron was able to figure it out for at least a season. In, Dabo in, long yeah. before with Venables and with Jeff Scott on, on the other side. Eventually Tony Elliott. But, but Dabo put that thing in place a decade ago. Yeah. And, and if he had Brent, had the talent I'm profile. I'm going to let you do yeah. your thing. Jeff Scott slash Tony Elliott, I'm going to let you do your thing. Yeah. And let's see how this looks. Yeah. And if you do that at a talent profile, the level of an LSU or an Alabama or an Ohio State, you're getting titles out of it. Clemson was able to figure it out and get two titles out of it at a school that was still having to battle uphill for the most part, talent-wise. When you do it at a school like LSU, you see how it works out. And Nick Saban's done that, you know, he gave Kirby Smart a lot of autonomy. Eventually, when he brought in Lane, that was the big one, allowing his offense to operate 
opposite the way that it's operated his entire career. That, to me, was the ultimate sign of you're the greatest coach of all time. Knowing that I can be wrong, even with all the success I've had. Because five years before he hired Lane, he was saying, let's outlaw the up. We need to have play clock minimums. You should have a minimum of time between plays, and you should have to run slow. Or we should remember when he said we should only be able to run like 80 plays a game. <laughs> that when you run out of plays, you shouldn't be allowed to run any more plays. Like, what? Uh, what does that even mean? Like, he was so Coaches anti- are awesome. And, and yet, what he realized was, if I want to continue to be dominant, not continue to be good, but continue to be dominant, I have to change my offensive philosophy. Speaking of great hires, Steve Spurrier finding Bob Stoops at Kansas State. Yeah. Which gave them enough to finally win a national championship at Florida. Yeah. The ability, either somebody told him about, you know, whatever happened, but their Stoops is coaching under one of the best ever X's and O's development-wise in, in Bill Snyder. Yeah. And Spurrier goes to Kansas State and hires Bob Stoops. Well, and how about that? Stoops' pedigree of being Snyder and then Spurrier. That's, yeah. It, that's, it doesn't get very much more prestiged than that. No. You know, there's not very many guys who can coach under two legends like that. And then Stoops hiring Mike Leach which you could argue he only does because he worked under an offensive guy like Spurrier right. and recognized the value of offense. Well, and he recognized what Mike Leach yeah. did to him when he mentioned the, in an article that we yeah. referenced that Kentucky had no business scoring on us, but Mike Leach scored all up and down the field. Yeah. And uh, I realized, okay. Yeah. It's right. something Kirby Smart, you wonder. We've asked this question off air a handful of times talking, will Kirby Smart understand the value of offensive production or will he continue to rely on more of the Nick Saban, Alabama era from when he was there, which was play great defense and do you know just enough offensively because we're more talented than you? Yeah, and I think that's, a, that's another question that we'll continue to poke around on, you know, in, in year two, Leach and them just ran it up on uh, on Florida in 98, and he was able to see that and go, you know what, if I ever get a job, I'm going to look at that. And he did the next year at Oklahoma and hires Leach. Yeah, and, and for Kirby, we, you know, they had 10 defensive players drafted off this roster. You know, can you can you win? Can that formula that he used to win last year, which is, run the ball a ton, hit a couple play-action passes but never stretch vertically, and rely on a generational defense, can that recipe work year in and year out? Because we know Saban's recipe works. It's, it, they're winning it every other year, and they're playing for it when the years they don't, basically. No, that can't at yeah. Georgia. You have to play offense yeah. in this era going forward. He got really lucky that uh, it took all that and Bama losing – Two receivers. Two receivers. And that one in the national championship game, you kind of felt like Bama may do it again. It, I just and wonder. You had that whole crew that going in the SEC championship game didn't think that Bama could win that game. Yeah. That, look, Georgia's. And they had guys, as good as Georgia's defense was, Bama had guys was open. moving the ball in both games. Moved it during the championship game. Won it. And was moving it until 
whatever. Yeah. Williams. Williamson. Yeah. The, 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 the offensive game is the move moving forward. We know that. We know that offense rules the day. And it's why, it's why Georgia has to make a change. They have to become more innovative offensively. Yeah. It's why, it's why, it's why no one believes in A&M and Fisher, right? I mean, nobody believes in Jimbo Fisher because of the way they're running their offense. That's true. If their talent profile is where it needs to be, if they would run an offense, not even the LSU Burrow offense, not even the Alabama offense, just run something closer to that, and you're in the national title picture. But no one believes it because you can't win. It's so much harder to I win mean, defensively. A- A&M's best-case scenario, Blake, as I look at this schedule, is 10-2. and two. I don't think they'll do that. But they're with all the talent that they have, their best case scenario is ten and two. I'm gonna tell you that they have two losses before they have their open day. <laughs> well, that's that's uh six games. They're gonna be four and two after six games. Because they're losing to Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Sure. And they're losing by a lot in Tuscaloosa. Let me be very clear. Nick Saban is going to skull drag Jimbo Fisher in Tuscaloosa. And then you have Arkansas in Dallas and at Mississippi State right before that. They're going 1-1 one and one in those games. Yeah, I don't know which one it'll be. I don't think they go 0-3 to start in SEC play. But what if they do? What if What if you're 3-3? Three and three I would make that and, bet that they're 4-2. and two, Right now. Wouldn't um, you? Going into their off week. Well, 100%. 4-2. They got three non-cons, one of which is Miami, at home. And then they do Arkansas and Dallas. At Mississippi State, at Alabama. They're losing two of those games. And then I give them a couple opportunities to lose on the back half. Ole Miss at home, Florida at home, LSU at home. Uh, yeah, you probably think one and two in those games, potentially. Or even if they go two and one, you're still nine and three. You know. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Mississippi Physical Therapy Clinic. And their uh, big first responder appreciation event fun run this Saturday morning at the township. Check them out on Instagram, MS Physical Therapy. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, Blake, what is, what is Lane Kithen looking for today in Atlanta? Just trying to find some recruits. He will be front and center at 1.30 today, this afternoon, in Atlanta at the College Football Hall of Fame for SEC Media Days. And we're giving away an awesome-looking Ole Miss bag cooler. It's red with blue Ole Miss on it. And how do you enter to win? Uh, well, text us on the Ag Up Equipment text line what you think the uh, record will be for the Ole Miss Rebels and uh, the big game, the game that you got to win. Is it Arkansas or is it another one? And last year, that 52-51 Arkansas game was wild. Um, but you can enter through the Ag Up Equipment John Deere Tractor text line, 601-885-3776, 885-3776. And it is a really, really nice Ole Miss bag cooler, perfect for tailgating, the pool, and the beach, and the river, and even just, you know, when you're going over to a friend's house. You can load it up with Dr. Pepper and Dos Equis, and you'll be really, really Happy. Enter 601-885-3776. Record and swing game. That that most important game that you got to win to have a fun season. Last year was Arkansas, two-point conversion. Um, you stopped it. Had a big year. You don't. It would have been different. It it's just comes down to just those type plays and things. Are we giving... Ole Miss the nod over Auburn since it's at home. Do we yes. think that's a pretty good? Yes. I mean, well, hold on, but they could. You could still lose to an because Auburn has a. Even though he's not recruiting right now at the level you need to, Brian Harson, that only affects you moving forward. They still have a pretty high talent level on that team currently. I can't remember. I think they somewhat do, Blake. I think they've had a ton of attrition. Yeah. I just. You're right. They'll always be physical. Usually, I say that. Most of the time they are. At least right now we feel like they still uh, are. But yeah. no, I do not give them a shot to beat Ole Miss at home. Uh, in Oxford. Yeah. So, And I know Auburn beat them last year, and that's fine. So that's week seven, or that's their I seven. I mean, are they going to start Calzada or somebody else? I think I think Calzada is the starter. I think it's going to be Calzada. And what's his name is out in Oregon? Bo. Nix. Nix. He'll play Georgia. Or I don't even know if he'll guaranteed start but they do play georgia to start the year you are correct uh, the irony that bo nix's first game was a win against oregon and then now he's at oregon that looks like a is that a neutral field game yes it's a off-site yeah where is it I'm dallas it. atlanta will tell me where that game is georgia oregon um i so when i ran this copy of the SEC helmet schedule. It doesn't have all the little asterisks Mercedes, at the bottom. Mercedes-Benz. It's in Atlanta? Yeah. It's a Chick-fil-A kickoff, I guess. Okay. And FPI, ESPN's FPI index has this one. It's a tight one. Georgia, just 91.5% favored to win. <laughs> I think Oregon gets smoked. Yeah. I mean, Dan Lanning, 
Kirby Smart's former defensive coordinator, I if you will, probably in that. Yeah. title only. Uh, Dan Lanning is the head coach at Oregon. I would have to believe this sets up to be an absolute S show. Dogs are 17 for, and for a half. Oregon yes. point against Georgia. Dogs are 17 and a half point favorites. Eight, 81% of the money so far going on the over. <laughs> Georgia to cover. <laughs> that's a that's a two thirty game, so that's the Chick Fil A midday kickoff oh, cool. on, on ABC. Cool. Well, I say that it probably won't be a game, but uh, maybe it will be. What maybe, if it is though? Maybe they can at least get it into the third. I don't think so. I think Georgia just so hammer. You know, we're we're looking at when we're looking at the Ole Miss schedule too. Troy, no, you're not. Central Arkansas at Jatek and Tulsa. They're four and zero. If you're not 4-0, it's a failure. And I know that's like terrible to say, but none of those teams are even close to you talent-wise. You have to be 4-0 if you're Lane Kiffin. End-all, be-all, regardless of who's playing quarterback, you have to be 4-0. We can make all the excuses we want about, oh, well, you're playing at Georgia Tech and maybe this, maybe that. One, two, three, four. You're, you're so much more talented. You have to be 4-0. Yeah. So then, it, to me, it's the, the two games that I look at right away at, you know, if Kentucky's anything at all decent, I, maybe that's a game. I don't think so. Then you get at Vandy and Auburn. We think both of those are going to be pretty favorable I think it's to win. Six, I think actually Lane has to go 6-0. and oh. None of those teams are any good. Heading into Auburn. Correct. Uh, no. Uh, Auburn's not any good either. I counted them. Or maybe that's, that's seven. seven. That's 7 and 0 oh. Okay. Heading into at LSU. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. If yeah. you're 7-0 and oh going into the last, because here's the problem. At LSU, at AM, off week, and Bama, those are, you could, even with a decent team, you could go 0 3 right there. Sure. Now, you, am I misleading in believing that at AM is actually a more winnable game than at LSU? Is that bad? You know, that's a good, I don't know about that. That's a good question. Am I being, um, yeah. Is that my hatred of Jimbo Fisher? I think it is. I really do. I don't hate Jimbo Fisher. I just, uh, he's... It's really despicable. Despicable. I think I think that's your Jimbo. So A&M's the toughest game, toughest winnable game in their first nine games. Yeah. I think so. What, are, what do you believe right now, if I had to make you bet, first nine games, you already think they're... Seven and zero. Yes. Then you play at LSU and at A and M. So you do you think heading into the bye week, Ole Miss has one loss or zero losses? I think they have two. So that's LSU and A and M. Correct. Okay. I think they start off seven and zero, and they'll be top ten. Wins against Kentucky at Vanderbilt and Auburn in the SEC. Right. No, those three teams don't impress me. Lane Kiffin is okay. much, much better head coach, much better offensive play caller, da-da-da, all right? Um, and I would say that Ole Miss probably has the same amount, if not slightly more talent than Auburn right now, Blake. Okay. They lost a lot, too. I mean, Matt Corral being gone is a tough thing to change. But the offensive line, if the offensive line is as good as they say it is, then it feels like they'll have a chance to play good offense. I have them seven and two going into Bama. Seven and two through the bye week, and you would have Alabama at home, mm-hmm. Arkansas on the road, mm-hmm. Mississippi State at home. Yeah, you're at seven and two already. Yes, they'll lose to Bama. Okay, you're at seven and three. I don't like that Arkansas game for them. 
at Arkansas would be uh, seven and I, I four. Don't see them? I don't see Lane losing four in a row. See that, and that's where it's misleading. It, it, I think he would have to clip LSU at LSU because I think they are. You know, I'm I'm at A and M and Bam at home are, are lost. So and you, that's even with again Jimbo not being what he needs to be. And they beat they beat A and M last year. So you don't think they can win at A and M this year? No, I don't think last year has any. I mean, I understand they got up nineteen nothing yeah. on them, and Jimbo couldn't get a first down, and by then DJ Durkin had that defense just sizzling. Yeah. Sizzling. And they, uh, Zach Calzada and A&M and Jimbo had nothing for that Ole Miss defense because actually Ole Miss kind of just got through on on offense. They actually kicked a bunch of field goals. Correct. They they were moving it, but but Elko would tighten up a little bit in the red zone. Obviously, he's gone now to be Ole Miss's former defensive coordinator DJ Durkin in calling A&M, plays yeah. against Ole Miss. But he's very familiar with Lane. Um so yes, I I ha- I mean I, I'm like eighty percent confident in that at A and M game. Okay, so Alabama's a wash, that's a loss. Yes. If you believe A and M is have uh, favored enough that you feel very confident, if that's a loss, then to me it comes down to two games because they're gonna be favored with Mississippi State coming into Oxford. Yeah. It comes down to the, the to me the two swing games are what we've now eliminated it to. It's at LSU and at Arkansas. That's the difference in eight and four, and ten and two. I think they beat Mississippi State. Not going out on a limb there. Yeah, um, that has you at eight and two right there. And your two swing games are at LSU and at Arkansas. I could see them. Boy, they're going to have to try to. I mean, pull something out at it. That that back half of the schedule is ruthless because you could easily go oh and four in that stretch or if you find a way to go two and two then ten and two is on the table right assuming you don't stumble somehow against the kentucky or an auburn yeah so yeah i mean i'm if, if you write off alabama and you write off a&m it to me it's that can you beat one of lsu and arkansas odds are if you do you're nine and three and we're talking about all this with a brand new QB at play. And a new defensive coordinator. And you don't have a returning dynamic playmaker no, offensively. Matt Corral and Sam Williams were your best two players and they're gone. And and offensively, Trigg could become something, but he hasn't been anything yet. So you don't know what Oh, I Yeah. I'm super confident that Trigg will have a big year. Yeah. L- so, Lane will scheme him up. He'll be open. If you if I you can I don't need to if you can use an offensive line and a dynamic playmaker, I mean, you have a chance to go nine and three. Yeah, a With real chance. A real chance. I agree. That's interesting. It is there anyone living with a better? You know, everything is lining up well for Lane Kiffin. You come into Matt Corral, you don't. You know, the COVID year was weird, but you didn't have to play A and M. You haven't had to play Georgia yet. I mean, you're, everything is lining up to where you are really playing downhill fast if you're Lane Kiffin in Oxford. Yes. He has, he's not had some big hurdle to overcome yet. Not really. Even in replacing Matt Corral, they go out and get a guy in Jackson Dart, and it looks like his incumbent's playing well enough to make that a battle. That's, you know, everything is going well for you if you're Lane Kiffin. Uh, we have an LSU fan on our Ag Up Equipment text line that says, as an LSU fan, 
I'm going 10 and 2 for the Rebs with losses to Auburn and Bama. I don't think it'll be Auburn. It will be Bama, and I don't know what road game. Blake and I just went through them. Gate. At LSU, at AM, at Arkansas are the road games on the backside. All will be extremely difficult. Yeah. And if you win one out of the three in reality, that's probably pretty successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. I think that's as, about as successful as it gets if you're Ole Miss, if you win one out of those three. Because if you win two out of three, that's incredible. Gator Matt says Ole Miss is 6-6. Six and six. Gator Matt is wrong. And it's a good thing that Gator Matt doesn't bet because that would be a terrible bet. You just sent me the win totals according to the Golden Moon Casino and their sports book. And yeah. Ole Miss is at seven and a half. Yeah, but the over is heavily favored, minus 140, which means in reality they're saying it's almost feels like a lock that eight eight wins is coming, which means really go get that bet in now because the closer you get to the season, I think that number goes up. I agree. So um, Mississippi State is six and a half. Yes. And if we look at their schedule, it is the antithesis of Ole Miss's. It, it is, is because awful. here's the deal. Um, you know, your first six games, we'll just take those, Ooh. are tough. Yeah, you, you you go to LSU and you host A&M and Arkansas in your first six games. You're 0-2 against Arkansas since Leach got there. Barry Odom has absolutely been all over him because even, even when you had chances last year, you had to settle for field goals because you just couldn't figure out ways to to score the football yeah. in the red zone against Odom. And so you travel to Arizona and you host Memphis. I mean, Memphis beat you last year. You should be favored above and beyond and you should beat Memphis. Absolutely. But you're not even starting with like your Troy or your Bowling Green state or anything like that. And your road game is, is a weird one where you got to go West and just funky things happen when you do stuff like that. So is that a 10 30 kick our time, eight 30 their time? I will tell you that in just a second. Um, for our listeners, Mississippi State, six and a half wins. You going over? You going under? Ole Miss is seven and a half at the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook. Uh, they have it listed at 10 Central. Okay. For State and Ar- uh, Arizona. So, eight o'clock kick in Tucson on a Saturday night. Yeah. So, when you walk through that schedule, it you know, Memphis at Arizona at LSU, Bowling Green, A&M, and Arkansas, all at home. If you don't go 3-0 and in non-conference, I mean, oh gosh, could, could you be 2-4? and Because if you, if you figure out a way to lose to Arizona, you're probably not beating LSU on the road. You're probably not beating A&M at home. Maybe you beat Arkansas. I don't. I, Arkansas might be better than A and M this year, given what they are. Con, their consistency. They got the same OCDC. They've got KJ Jefferson. They've been rolling. I don't. You know. I, don't I think know. they'll beat Arizona. So two and zero oh. because I think their defensive front, which is going to be something we haven't given. We seem to be giving a ton of credit to Ole Miss and not anything to Mississippi State. Mississippi State's defensive line is old and good. They've got a couple of guys that are going to have a chance to play in the NFL. Um, they're God. very, very physical with Crummity and Young. And 
and Jordan Davis coming back, and they will line Tyrus Weed up on the edge a lot. Um, they're athletic at linebacker. I think Mississippi State will give Arizona fits in their front seven because the physicality component will be that that's the best defensive line they've had in some time. You better. I mean, you better get to the QB because you didn't you didn't even get close enough to call him last year, let alone sack him. So you gotta step up there. So if you're two and oh, you go to LSU. Feeling good about that one? Uh I give LSU a Seventy forty. Oh, sixty forty. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Then Bowling Green. So you're you're three and one. A okay. and M at home, Arkansas at home. I think you can win one of those. So you're it, that's this is a great. You're four and two. Uh, I could see that four and two. You feel confident in four and two, right there. I do. Okay. Then you go to Kentucky to Alabama. Uh, I think they'll beat Kentucky, and obviously they're going to lose to Alabama. So five and three, yeah, five and three. Now that Kentucky game is is a fifty fifty. That's your big swing. That's that's a big swing game for for Mississippi State. It, it's it's Arkansas at home, and at Kentucky. Because if you beat A and M at home, that's gravy. That's yeah. not a swing game. That's a gravy. Yeah. So Arkansas at home, Kentucky at home. If you find a way to go two and zero oh in those, well, then you're you're cooking. Yeah. So you're five and three heading into the break. And then you get Auburn at home, Georgia at home, They'll East beat Tennessee at home, at home. Lose to Georgia. Beat East Tennessee well, that's and seven. lose to Ole Miss. So you're, you've got seven wins heading into the Ole Miss game is what you're telling me. Yeah. So then you take the over because Mississippi State's six and a half and the over's minus 125. I just made $1,000. All right. I just made. Yeah, you're going to have to call Chris and get your bet in. Yeah, I just I just made $1,000. That's that's incredible. Arizona's win total, according to one of our listeners, is two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> talking about their staff. Now, their new head coach has gone, you know, all, I mean, I get any new head coach this day and age is trying to flip the program fast. And so you're going transfer portal, a lot of them. And now Southern Cal doing it is a different level, but more power to Lincoln Riley going and getting 19 guys or whatever. I Good. Um, Arizona hit it pretty hard. Um... We'll see how, you know, their talent level is not near as good as Mississippi State's. And Mississippi State in the defensive line should absolutely eat them up. Because Cam can play. They believe he could be a, not first day, there's only one round. Second day pick at some point. Crumity's good. Jordan Davis is good. And Tyrus Weed. I mean, you've now got older guys Fifth year, we is we coming back for a sixth because of COVID or fifth? I can't remember. Um, Crumity's a fourth or fifth year guy. Young's maybe going on his third. I mean, you've got guys that have been playing for a long, long time in the defensive line. Jeff Phelps needs to step up. Zach Arnett needs to get a lot better as a play caller. He uh, fell off last year compared to his first year which is weird because, I mean, they were down to 46 players and, you know, really hemorrhaging everywhere in year one and and played an SEC-only schedule. But Zach's going to have to get better. I I don't know if there's anybody on the staff that can help him get better. Um, But Arnett's uh, red zone efficiency did not go the way that you 
wanted it to go. However, that's going to be the most talented defensive line he's had. Okay. Uh, and I don't know. One, two, eh. two or three of those guys that I'm referencing. That's what they have a chance to go to the NFL. It's what it's going to take because they got no pressure yeah. on QBs last year. You know, Jordan Davis will be good. Tyrus Sweet will be good. Yeah, Young, Cromedy. Uh, oh, who's the other one? I mean, Nathan Pickering's coming back, but there's one more that showed some promise. Nathan Pickering. So you got Young, Cromedy, Jordan Davis, and Wheat, who will be lined up all over the field. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good group. That's a good group. Linebackers. Nathaniel Watson's been there forever. Jet Johnson came on. He's solid. And, um, well, I guess I count Weed as the other linebacker, right? Because it's more of a, it's, it's more of a three, three, five, but when you're Dan, when you're moving people around, you know, Tyrus will be standing up mm -hmm. on the line of scrimmage a lot on the edge and blah, blah, blah. It's whatever you need to do to try to get to the QB. <laughs> yeah. Figure it out. Uh, who's the back? There's another guy that they really like that will be rotated in with Nathan and Jet. So is Tyrus as good as Ole Miss? Boy, if they'd have kept what's his name, Aaron Burley from yeah. Michigan State, yeah, they'd have some depth and had there. their NIL yeah. going by then. Yeah, man, oh man. Um, with with as good as Ole Miss's schedule is, are you ready to say they're going to finish second in the West? Because of their schedule, they have an outstanding opportunity to finish second in the West. You, you taking Ole Miss or Arkansas as the second best team? Uh, let me run through real quick. Uh, can A and M be this? I don't think A and M can. I, think, I don't like their schedule. I think Blake. it's between Arkansas. I think it's between Arkansas and Ole Miss. Um. Oh, I don't know though. That's manageable for A and M. I think they'll all three be right there, Blake. I think that that could be an awesome race for second. I like where you're going. I think Arkansas, Ole Miss, and A&M could all make a heck of a run for second and may end up with the tied, you know, two of the three may have the same record and it'll come down to who won. Well, to me, it comes down to week four because A&M and Arkansas game, they're going to they're gonna knock each other out early. Oh, that one could or the be other. an awesome game. And Dallas. And look, Arkansas, I mean, Sam Pittman has, has had Jimbo Fisher and, and that's, I think Arkansas could win that game. Awesome. As good as Arkansas and Ole Miss and Arkansas and Mississippi State has been, Arkansas and A&M has been, you know, we all want good matchups. We want good games with our cold beer and our boar's head nachos. It's been a good one. That's That's been some really good games. It's funny, too, because it's been a throwback. It's felt more Alabama of the 2000s-ish when those two teams played. Yeah. Even though Arkansas put up the 52-51 battle with Ole Miss, they then go play A&M, and it's like, 24 to 20 it's it's funny how they're they've been able to kind of shift the way they play that game always feels like two heavyweights punching each other for four quarters i'm ready for football lane uh, kiffin front and center at the college football hall of fame sec media days today at 1 30 uh mike leach and the pirate will join the party tomorrow i'll be there thursday uh jimbo fisher has to have me there and I'm going to be there. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't been to the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. Hey, thanks for listening to the show on the Out of Bounds Show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Our Mondays are brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. He or she will take care of your family. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the awesome rates at Farm Bureau insurance. Have a wonderful Monday. We'll see you tomorrow.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.